Hey guys, today I'm going to be doing another Ask Me Anything episode, and I recently asked those of you in the Facebook group, what are some topics you'd like me to discuss on the show, and I got a good amount of questions submitted in that thread. So in today's episode, I'll be addressing those questions directly. And when I say ask me anything, I mean it. It could be anything. So if this AMA sparks any questions with you, please feel free to submit them via Facebook or Instagram. And I'll add them to the list for the next time that I do an Ask Me Anything episode. You are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it, and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. All right, during these Ask Me Anything episodes, I want you all to know that I don't judge you for the questions that you have, all right? When I was trying to get hired, I wished I would have had a forum like this to ask questions and get some insightful answers from people who are actually doing the job. The whole goal of the Facebook group is to build this community, to make it a place where we can have open discussion without judgment or fear. Now, I don't think I'm the authority on all things fire service. By no means do I think that. But I am an authority. And I don't think I have all the answers, but I can definitely provide some perspective. So, in the spirit of that, I'd like to dive right in and address the questions that some of you submitted last week. All right, the first question comes from Scott Rodier, and Scott is an Ignited Recruit Academy alumni and has got some good things in the works in regards to working his way through hiring processes. And Scott asked, what are the things the new guy can do to contribute and learn without coming across as annoying or as someone who's trying to brown nose? Good question, Scott. The last thing we want to do when we get hired is come off as annoying and disingenuous. That being said, I'd answer that question by telling you to remain genuine in your approach. You don't want to just ask questions for the sake of asking questions. When you come out of the academy, a lot of guys will be asking you questions because you'll be fresh and you'll be able to remind veterans, those of us who might have forgotten how some things are done or might need a refresher, and you'll also be in a prime position to show some of us the new trends that are being taught. Um, if you do have a question, ruminate on what's at the root of it. Is it a concept you're struggling to understand? 
Is it a task that needs refining? Maybe you witness someone on your crew do something a totally different way than you were taught and you want to know how to do it. Whatever it is, just be genuine and don't rapid fire questions at people. One thing I did early on was throughout my shift, I would write down thoughts or questions in a small notepad or make a note on my phone in order to do some research on later. And it may not be the best idea to do this on your phone at first because you absolutely do not want to be seen as the guy who's always on his phone, Um, even if it is for a good reason, because people are going to make assumptions, right? And then they'll make harsh judgments without asking what it is you're doing. So stay genuine, make notes on a notepad, or just keep a mental note and make your questions about quality, not quantity. Next question comes from Nicholas Polito, and he'd like to know how, or he'd like a, he'd like a how-to guide for new applicants. And this one's a bit tricky because each organization has their own way of doing things. Typically, you'll have an application period followed by a basic civil servant written exam where you answer questions to test your abilities in math, uh, critical thinking, problem solving, reading comprehension, and I've even seen some moral aptitude stuff. The written is typically followed by a physical test of some kind, and sometimes you can't even take the written unless you have done your your physical test, like the CPAT. The CPAT here in the United States, they give you a card, and that card's good for six months. Um, So as long as you have that card up to date, you're good. And a lot of departments require that you have it before you even apply. So like I said, each organization is different. So you're going to have to look into what it is that each um, organization does. But like I said, typically there's a physical test element, a written test element, and then a series of interviews, one in front of an interview panel, and then possibly ultimately a fire chief's interview. Some organizations do that, some don't. There are a lot of dynamic elements to testing with a fire department, and I'd encourage you to look into the specific organization you're testing with to learn about their specific process. The more recon you can do, the better. I go into the ins and outs of what all these elements look like back in episode 23, Becoming a Firefighter. So go back and take a listen, and hopefully that will shine a light on some more details you may be looking for. Also, if you're looking to really get serious about getting hired, I've put together an online program called the Ignited Recruit Academy, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later at the end. This is a six-week program where we go over mindset, physical necessities of the job, interview skills, and how to do the proper recon to stand out among the thousands of other guys and gals who are vying for the spot that you want. And the next cohort for that starts on January 4th. So sign up soon because you'll get to access the workbook and the workout plan as soon as you do. You'll also need to order Ryan Holiday's book, Ego is the Enemy. And the reason for that is that's our main source of study material for the course. Um, the workbook is put together to incorporate a bunch of questions that I've formulated out of that book to kind of get you in the right mindset to get ready to interview and test and become a firefighter. So moving on, we've got a question from Christopher Martin, and he says that he's a student in Canada and wants to know what specific skills he should be dialing in on to prepare for a fire service career. And he also asks about what the most transferable skills are that you can bring from a business background and what are some ways to relate hobbies like camping, ice fishing, or MMA to firefighting 
in an interview. Well, you're in luck, Christopher. My buddy Brendan Trainer wrote a book called Fire Interview, The Storyteller Method that will give you exact answers that you're looking for. In his book, he teaches you how to structure your answer, how to incorporate those life experiences, and how to have like a, a backup break in case of emergency, break glass in case of emergency contingency plan. It's really good. Uh, I'll post a link to that book in the show notes. So like I said, he talks about this very thing, how you can relate personal life experiences directly back to the fire service. One of the things that comes to mind when you asked about transferable skills from a business background is how our job as firefighters is 100% customer service, literally in every aspect, internal customer service, external customer service. In a business frame of mind, if you have poor customer service, you lose revenue as well as a reputation for being a quality business. When it comes to working in the public sector, you literally sign up to serve others, not to make money, right? You're not in it to make sure that you meet your quarterly revenue goals. That's not even a thing. So there is a bit of mindset shift here, but really, if you're operating in a business who has their customer in mind at all times, then you aren't really going to have to make that big of a shift. It really comes down to providing high quality customer service. When people call 911, they expect you to be a professional athlete who can solve any problem they throw at you, whether it's that their house is on fire, they're having a heart attack, or that they just fell out of bed at 3 a.m. and need help back up. The discipline and patience that it takes to sit out in the cold and do some ice fishing, I think, could be directly related to the patience it could take to hold your tongue and keep a positive, helpful attitude at 3 a.m. when someone calls 911 because they need help off the toilet because they're covered in shit or the weak or whatever. And yes, people do call 911 for that, needing help off the toilet. Uh, camping requires resourcefulness, right? And a keen ability to plan ahead. So think about when you got to your camping spot and forgot something super important. It's not going to work out, right? What can you do? That can directly be related to making sure your gear and equipment is checked off daily so that you're ready for the call. The physical discipline and endurance that it takes to do MMA, talking about that, uh, will directly relate to the physical fitness and endurance that the job of firefighter demands. So do yourself a favor, buy Brendan's book, work through it, and I'm sure you'll have no problem relating your background and experience to the fire service, no matter where you're coming from. It's literally what his book is designed to do. It's amazing. Um, and also go back and listen to one of the latest episodes that I've got. Uh, I have an interview with him and he talks about his book and he talks about different strategies. So go back and listen to that one as well. All right. Let's see. Blake Highland wants to know, how do you stay motivated for fitness when there's no time for yourself? I know exactly what this feels like. And what it comes down to is making yourself a priority. Those of us in the fire service have very giving hearts, naturally, right? Which is what attracts us to this profession. We want to help people. We want to give people our time and we want to serve others. It feels good. But oftentimes we neglect our own needs. And this is manifesting in our decline of mental health in the fire service. When we don't make time for ourselves, we suffer. We aren't able to mentally or emotionally 
work through the things that we see at work. We neglect our own physical fitness, our personal relationships suffer, and as an ultimate result, we suffer. Start making time for yourself now. Build that habit. Because if you can't do your job, then what good are you, really? I mean, if you're, if you're over here in a corner crumbling and, and not able to manage things and manage your time and make time for yourself and get up to where you need to be physically as well as mentally, you can't bring that to work. Like You, you just can't do it. You're not going to be giving the community the, the firefighter and the effort that they deserve. So block time out every day for yourself, every day, even if it's only 15 minutes. You need some time just for you to ruminate, to meditate, work up a sweat, read a book, write in a journal, whatever it is. It's crucial that you make the time for you. It's got to be non-negotiable. Because if you're suffering and slacking, then the people you serve are going to pay the price for it. This is the one thing that families of firefighters sometimes don't understand, that you need to take time for you. Our job is unlike any other job in the world. We see and deal with things that most people will never see or deal with in their entire lives. And as a result, we need to be conscious in taking the time to fill our cups back up. It's not selfish. It's a necessity. Take some time this week where you sit down and block out time on your calendar for you to go either to the gym, maybe take a walk, go on a bike ride, do something. Being physically fit to do this job is the foundation. And if you aren't physically fit to do the job, then nothing else really matters. Finally, Let's listen to a question from Jeremy Goslin, a new member of the Ignited Recruit Academy. I'm excited for him to be in there. He wants some advice on what to study for for the written exam. And like I'd mentioned earlier, every department is different. And I'd advise you to look into the specific department that you're testing for to find a better answer to this question. So for example, when I was testing, I had my hat in the ring for at least four different departments at any given time. One department might be more of a basic civil servant test, and in that case, you can go to a local bookstore or buy a copy of a firefighter exam prep book online. A more unique experience I had was when I was testing for the Phoenix Fire Department. They have their own packet that they provide called the Phoenix Way, and they do not want you to look at, to reference, or study anything other than what's in that packet. You'll have to do some recon to see what each individual organization wants from you. So it's going to take some footwork. Get out there, figure out uh, what it is that those organizations are looking for. If they provide you with a packet like Phoenix Fire did, then that's awesome because it's going to be very specific and centralized. Um, it is a little more difficult when you have the general civil servant firefighter exams, but the, uh, the prep books that you can get online are pretty good in that. There's questions like if mechanical aptitude, like if this cog is turning this way, then which way is that cog turning? And they also have you, there's another, um, like an area of familiarity direction test questions that they have. Like they have you follow, if you head north on this street, west on this street, north on this street, you take a left here, what corner do you wind up on? All of that stuff. Um, so yeah, just hopefully you have a good sense from some mechanical aptitude. Reading comprehension is big. They'll ask you to read a um, 
read a passage and then they'll ask you questions based on that passage and basic math, you know, multiplication, division. I couldn't even say multiplication, <laughs> multiplication, division, addition, things like that. There's also some general questions like if you have, um, let's say the tank on your fire engine is 500 gallons and you're pumping your inch and three quarter line at 200 gallons per minute, how long will it take you to run out of water? So things like that. So get in the right mindset. Um, definitely pick up some exam prep books. That's an investment in yourself. And then do the footwork and the recon that it takes to figure out what each department that you're testing for is looking for in regards to written test. Today was a bit short and sweet, but I hope I've been able to help and provide some answers, if not at the very least, some perspective. Keep those questions coming though, guys. This is exactly why the Facebook group was created. I love having these discussions and answering these questions for myself. Honestly, it helps me improve when I think about the answers to the questions that I read and I hear. So by all means, keep them coming. Share your questions and your thoughts in our online community. Join the tribe, guys. Contribute to the conversation by clicking the link in the show notes or visit www.facebook.com slash groups slash Ignited Firefighter Podcast Community. Here you can connect with me and firefighters from all over the world. You can gain some perspective, some new insights on what's going on in the firefighting world, and get some support by brothers and sisters who actually care about maintaining and fostering the brotherhood that the fire service should be. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Engage with me and the rest of us in the group. Guys, you won't regret it. You'll only get out what you put in, right? Contribute to the group. Take what you need. This is a perfect way to share and obtain new ways to arm yourself with some strategies so you can stand firm in your principles. Quick announcement. Like I'd mentioned earlier, uh, I brought up the Ignited Firefighter Recruit Academy. The second cohort, cohort 21-1, starts on January 4th. So go to www.ignitedff.com or click the link in the show notes to learn more and join up. If you're not yet on the job and are looking for a way to get you on the right path, join the Ignited Recruit Academy. In this six-week program, you will get weekly personal instruction and accountability from me, weekly assignments that will refine your mental approach and help remove your ego from the equation. You'll get strategies for interviewing, You'll get the 28-day Ignition Workout Program that I've created that's geared towards getting you in the habit of working out and getting you ready to step into the Fire Academy. You'll also get access to the private Facebook group where you can connect with others in the cohort as well as previous IRA alumni. So, if you're looking to gain a career doing the best job in the world, join me in the Ignited Recruit Academy and we'll get you on the right path. Thanks again for listening and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. <laughs>